0: the Kerygma Chronicles, a podcast about creating an empowered ministerial identity and developing the confidence to fully step into God's vision for your life and your ministry. Each week, we'll discuss the highs and lows of ministry, shared through the stories of dynamic ministry leaders, and my own experiences. I am your host, Dr. Natasha Jameson Gadsden. Hello, everybody. Happy Saturday. Thank you for joining me on the Kerygma Chronicles. As I sit down to record this podcast, I am just two days outside of my 46th birthday. And usually what I do around the time of my birthday is to do some reflecting, to look at where I am, uh, look at how I feel about where I am. And I figured, well, why not do that with all of you since um, I'm going to do it anyway. And so how do I feel? How do I feel approaching my 46th birthday? Honestly, I feel great. I am very blessed to have a lot of people in my life that make me proud and happy to be who I am. So I don't ever really feel all of that nervous about getting older. My sister will kill me for say, for telling you all this, but she is 11 years older than me. And so as long as she continues to age like fine wine and age backwards, I never really get concerned about getting older. And so that has always made me a little bit more secure around the the age piece. A friend of mine did tell me that the reason why I don't have body image issues and other insecurities related to that is because I have not birthed any children. And so I recognize that. And so shout out to all of you who have physically given birth and had to watch your bodies change and learn your new bodies. God bless you because I recognize that I have never had that experience and that is part of the reason why I really don't have body image issues as I get older. But I have a lot of other issues, believe me. And as I reflect on the past year and I look ahead at the year to come, there are quite a few things that I want to do differently than I've done in the last year. And there are quite a few things that I wish to continue, but I want to start from a place of gratitude, especially as it relates to ministry, as it relates to my ministerial identity. I had a moment this week where I had gone into the office. And so I walked into my office and I just felt incredibly grateful. Because I remember a, a time when I would never have imagined that I would have an office at anybody's church. Amen, somebody. And I am just so grateful. And I say it a lot. People who know me, people who follow me on social media, uh, people who who might be in conversation with me know that I am always saying how incredibly grateful I am to be able to serve in the role that I'm serving in and serve in the church home I'm serving in and serve with the pastor and the colleagues that I am serving with. And a lot of people take it for granted. A lot of people think it's a small thing because maybe you have always had opportunities in ministry, but life has taught me to be incredibly grateful for every door that the Lord has opened because I understand That he didn't have to open any doors and he did not have to put it upon anybody else's heart to make a way for me in ministry. Amen. And so I, as I go into this year, I really want to start from a place of gratitude. That's not to say that I'm satisfied with where I am, what I have, what the Lord has allowed me to accomplish and the doors that God has opened. Sure. I have ministry aspirations. I have ambitions all of that, but I am still grateful in this moment for all God has done in my life today, up to today. And so even starting from that place of gratitude, I am able to look ahead and think about the things that I would like to do differently or even just take up to another level. And so this time around, this year, my aim is to, number one, say yes to life. So just prior to the pandemic, a member of the church invited us to attend an event that his chapter was having. He's a member of Alpha Phi Alpha, and his chapter was having an event called The Taste of Alpha. It was a great cook-off and all of that. And of course, I do what I normally do, And that is, A, I start with reasons not to go. Then I start going in my head, going through who I can get to go with me. Because, you know, at a certain age, everybody has kids, everybody has a spouse, and you have to navigate your spouse and the kids in order to be able to leave the house, right? Anybody who is married and anybody who has children, you understand that plight. And so I started thinking to myself, well, now who can I get to go? And then I'm like, oh, this is not going to be feasible. And then I just made the decision that I was going, that regardless of even if I had to go by myself, I was going because I really wanted to support, you know, and I wanted to be there. And so I ultimately went, went with a girlfriend. We had a great time. We ate like crazy. Had to leave early because I ended up finding out as I was parking my car that I would be preaching the next morning. So I had to go home and prepare. But I was so glad that I went. And while I was there, I said, you know, I need to do more of this. And I made the decision that I was going to start, instead of automatically saying no to things, that I was going to start saying yes to things and finding ways to go instead of finding reasons not to go. Then of course, I mean, immediately after that, it seems like the pandemic hit and it was no to everything because nobody was having anything. But in a way, I'm sort of glad and thankful of the timing, not thankful for the pandemic, but thankful for the timing of the pandemic because who knows if the pandemic had not hit when it did maybe i would have been invited to other things and then still been telling myself no and telling other people no but now that we've had this ex- extended period of time of of quarantine i am more committed than ever to accepting invitations to planning more travel, non-AME travel, okay? Because right now, every time I get on a plane, it has something to do with an AME conference or going to preach for somebody. So it's time for me to plan some travel that doesn't involve uh, either one of those things. But getting out into some other environments that's not directly church-related, that's not directly AME-related, and having some other experiences. So in year 46, I plan to say yes to life. I know that I might have to say yes to life on Zoom, but I'm going to say yes to life. Another thing that I plan to do, and this might sound totally contradictory to what I just said, but it's to lean all the way into ministry, and I know some of you are probably thinking, well, aren't you doing that already? Because every time I see your activity, if you're on social media with me, I'm always at the church. And so I don't mean being at the church more. I mean walking heavier in the spaces where I already occupy space. So I mean showing up differently Part of that means walking in my authority. If I can be completely transparent, I am always having conversations with my senior pastor about walking in my authority because many times I am asking questions or making requests that I may not necessarily have to make in my position. But when you have consistently in your ministerial career, had to operate without title, authority, access, and still make things happen and still minister to people and still do transformative ministry, it is an adjustment to walk in legitimate authority. It really is. I never thought that that would be an adjustment for me, but it really is. It's an adjustment to walk in Legitimate authority by way of title and position, because I'm used to being diplomatic and having to work things out through relationship building, which I still think is a good leadership practice. I think it is a good way of doing ministry, but I also now have to recognize that not only do I have responsibilities and expectations, but now it is part of my role to have expectations. Of other people and establish mutual accountability. So, this year, I plan to be less apologetic about my legitimate expectations and to walk heavier in my legitimate role and walk heavier in my authority in Christ Jesus so that I can operate in excellence. Also, this year, I believe that I really would like to take more risks and bigger risks. So what do I mean by that? I mean that when I have a vision or I have an idea, I'm, I'm really at the point of, say, of saying to myself, I need to stop asking, who am I to do this? So sometimes I will want to embark on a vision. Even this podcast is a very good example. And I'll stop and say to myself, well, who am I to do that? You know, I don't have X platform. And I think we get so used to doing that. We get used to downplaying our gifts. We get used to downplaying the vision that God has given us. We get used to talking ourselves out of what God has given us. And then this is what we do. When we continue to ask ourselves, who am I to do this? We get stuck being a building block for someone else's dreams. We don't think enough of ourselves to pursue that which God has given us to do. But then we will take what God has given us to do and give it to someone else as an idea to do and even help them build it and help them do it and then look back later and say well i really could have done that or the lord gave me that idea and watch them have good success with it now i'm all for helping other people i i, I really am i am all for helping other people but you should not be helping other people More than you help yourself when it is a vision that God has given you. Now, it's one thing if it's your own selfish ambitions and all of that. But when God has spoken a vision to you, you ought to be as zealous and excited and consistent and persistent in pursuing that vision that God has given you as you are in helping somebody else bring their vision to pass. Stop believing that you don't know enough or that you need more experience before you pursue something and just be brave and go forth in it. My niece and I, we often laugh about how men approach ideas versus how women approach ideas. So her husband is a great example. He is a brilliant man and he has lots and lots of wonderful ideas. And if someone even invites him or asks him to do something... He pursues it, whether he knows fully how to get from A to B or not. He's like, I will figure it out along the way. I am intelligent enough. I have enough tools. I can figure it out. Whereas she and I, when we look at an idea, it could even be something in our wheelhouse, in our areas of expertise. We still have to be absolutely sure we will know how to do everything from A to Z before we even embark on it or accept the challenge. And I think there's a lot to be learned from people who just plunge in and have enough confidence in the gifts that God has given them that they will figure it out along the way. And so we really have to get to a place where we stop believing that we don't know enough and be brave enough to ask others and put ourselves in rooms and in conversations with people who know more than us so that they can help us get to where we're trying to go. This year, I definitely want to do more of that. This year, I want to have more conversations with people who know more than me and be humble enough to ask for help and ask for their expertise and know-how so that I can get to where I need to be. Finally, and most importantly, this year, I want to dream bigger. I really do. I want to dream bigger. If you're on social media with me, you will know that I have redecorated or I'm in the process of redecorating my living room. And that's not a huge deal, but it is a big deal to me because I've been in this house for 12 years and it is something that I have wanted to do for a long time. When I first got access to my office at the church, I went full steam, painted myself, slowly but surely started replacing the furniture that was already in the office because it had been there probably since before the church even moved into that space. So I slowly but surely purchased myself a new desk, a new bookshelf, uh, other chairs and other things to do my coffee station, all of those things. And And then right after that, the pandemic hit. And I was so upset because that space at the office just reminded me to dream bigger. It spoke to my creativity. And so what I did was in here, I chose the living room and I said, this is going to be the space, not even my office, not even my home office, but the living room. This is going to be the space that I dedicate to demonstrating my creativity. And why? Because whenever I sit in this space, it reminds me to dream bigger. It reminds me to enlarge my vision to a place where I know that there's no way I can accomplish it on my own. Because the fact remains that if your vision, if your dream, if your it, whatever it is, If you do not need God to accomplish it, it's not a vision, it's not a dream, it's just another task on your to-do list, amen. If you don't need God to do it, it's a task. It's a dream when it is so big that you know you cannot do it without God and without God sending other people in your life to pull some strings to make things happen for you, amen. And so this year, I want to dream big because many times we keep our dreams in the realm of what will be comfortable for us and what will be comfortable for others. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. We don't want to make other people uncomfortable. We don't want to make ourselves uncomfortable. We don't want anyone else to have to get used to who we are becoming versus who we have always been to them but what would happen what would really happen if you dared to dream bigger and you dared to dream so big that your dreams became audacious and almost seemingly impossible i'll tell you what would happen you'd find out that you really do need god amen you would find out that you really really do need god and you would find out that other people are watching you and being inspired by your willingness to take a risk, dream big and step out. And most importantly, you would find out and discover who God really created you to be. You would find out there's so much more in you than you ever thought was in you before. You would give birth to new iterations of yourself. You would find out you have gifts that you never even knew you had. I mean, that's awesome. But we don't find those things out. That can't happen when we keep our dreams and we keep our visions so small that we know we can accomplish them by ourselves. A vision ought to be large enough to make room for other people. And that's really what I want to do this year. This year, I want to dream so big that it makes room for other people, for people I love and people I'm connected to, for people I really don't even know yet, people who God is sending into my life uh to be my assignment that I maybe don't even know their names yet and don't know who they are. I want my dreams, I want my visions to be big enough for someone who may be watching me, who doesn't think that she or he can do it, but they see me going for, for it and they decide that they want to step out for themselves. I want my vision, I want my dreams, I want the vision that God gives me for my life to be that big. And if I can be honest, if I can be honest, I feel like I can be honest. We're a family, right? If I could be honest, I would admit that I've had huge dreams. I've, there are things that I have dreamt about for quite some time that I hadn't taken the steps towards because I didn't want to put myself out there. I didn't want to take the risk. I didn't. I didn't want to risk failing, but if you're not willing to risk failure, then you will never fail forward. You will never see what is possible for you. So this year, as I'm coming up on this 46th birthday, I am committing to myself and I am committing to the Lord that on my birthday... I'm going to take some time. I'm going to be thankful. I may go to brunch or to lunch or to dinner. I may even go get my nails done. But the very next day, I'm going to wake up the Lord willing with thanksgiving in my heart and purpose in my spirit. And I'm going to roll up my sleeves and aggressively pursue the promises that God has spoken to my spirit the things, the visions that God has given me, I'm going to pursue those. And I'm gonna do so without apology. I am going to do so unashamedly. And I'm going to do it without regret. Because the worst thing in the world, I believe, is to get to the end of your life and not regret what you did, but regret what you didn't do. I know at 46, I look back at maybe when I was 26 or when I was 16 or even during those college years, and I do have some regrets around what I wasn't willing to pursue, but I'm also very thankful for what God allowed me to pursue in the time since. And so now that I have the wisdom, now that I have the maturity, now that I have the experience, I won't make that mistake again. I am going to take the opportunity that God has given me to pursue that which God has laid on my heart. And that's what I encourage all of us to do. We don't want to live with regrets, not even in the years to come, but not even tomorrow. So if you have an opportunity today, if there's something that is on your heart today Go for it. What is the worst that could happen? What someone has an opinion about how you chose to step out? So what? Who are they? They don't have a heaven or a hell to send you to. And they didn't give you the gifts and graces that you are walking in. That is precisely my attitude right now. So I pray that you join in this endeavor with me. I pray that whatever it is that God has laid upon your heart, whatever it is that you've been thinking about doing, whatever it is that's been keeping you up at night because of something that is your heart's desire, but you have not mustered up the courage to do it, I pray that you make the choice to do it today. Thank you for listening and joining in on my 46th birthday reflection. I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us this week on the Kerygma Chronicles. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just look for at Dr. Natasha Gadsden. If you love the show, please rate and subscribe so that we can continue to bring you fresh content. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next week.